Welcome to the Amore Magazine podcast here on amoremagazine.com. On this episode, I talk to DJ and pop singer Havana Brown. Havana skyrocketed to the Billboard Top 100 with her hit We Own the Night featuring Pitbull. The Australian native has toured with Britney Spears, Lady Gaga, Rihanna, and of course Pitbull. Her single, Flashing Lights, hit number one on the Billboard Dance Club chart, making it her third consecutive number one hit in the U.S. Her debut album, also titled Flashing Lights, is currently available around the U.S. Here's my interview with DJ Havana Brown. First question, um, talk about your upcoming album, Flashing Lights, and what we can expect from it, and is it different from uh, previous stuff you've done? Well, it's definitely along the lines of, you know, the stuff that, um, the music that I've put out previously, but um, there are different sounds in there. I mean, there's a song called Flashing Lights, which is the, the album is called, uh, I'm named after, um, and... You know, that's a bit more, um, a bit more um, R&B flavor. It's uh, definitely, I sing much differently in there. And, you know, it's really showcasing, um, I guess, the different types of music I do listen to. And, you know, with an album, I'm able to do that. You know, with singles, obviously, um, you know, you can't showcase, you know, you the whole entire artist that I am, you know, and the type of music that I'm into. But, you know, um, I think in the future you're definitely going to hear a lot more um, hip-hop sounds. But I, I definitely think it's all going to be related to the club. But, you know, it could be hip-hop club, you know, or yeah. R&B club. So there's definitely going to be um, different sounds in there. And the single Flashing Lights, a hit number one on the Billboard Dance Club chart. And this is your yeah. third consecutive number one here in the U.S. So how does that make you feel? I I think it's amazing. I'm, I'm really grateful to all the DJs out there, you know, thrashing the song and playing it. I, I'm really, it, it's a good feeling and um, it's amazing for, you know, me coming from Australia and um, being able to have that sort of success, you know, I definitely appreciate it. Yeah, okay. And you've toured with uh, Britney Spears, Rihanna, Lady Gaga, Pussycat Dolls. Um, what's one piece of advice you got from them that stood out in your mind or, or what's um, one experience, you know, on tour with one of them? Um, that stood out on your mm. in your mind. You know, I think um, the person that I got closest to um, while touring would be Pitbull. He's, um, you know, one of the greatest people that I've met. He's an awesome guy, but he also works extremely hard. And um, you know, he sets up his studio. He'll be touring, and they always uh, always traveling around. He, he he's a, such a hard worker, but he always has his studio set up in his hotel and he's always working on music and then you know but at the same time he doesn't forget to enjoy himself and have fun you know and you know I feel like um you know all our lives we you know as artists we've dreamed of being in a situation where you're able to perform in front of thousands of people and you know able to make a career out of something that you're passionate about and um you know, sometimes when you get to this moment, you sort of forget to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So all the pressures, are, all the pressures around you, and you know, um, you, you get caught up in, um, you know, it could be even uh, politics, or you know, you just end up forgetting that you actually love what you do, and um, you. This is what you, the moment you've been dreaming of all your all your life, and um, I feel like he doesn't forget that, and he. he 
enjoys himself, he has fun, you know, after the concert, they're drinking and dancing around with loud music and, you know, they, they definitely know how to enjoy themselves but, you know, still work hard at the same time and I, I think that's something that I got from him and I, and I love and I really admire that. Yeah, uh, I've seen several interviews with him, uh, one on Nightline where the reporter followed him around for a couple of days, and it seems like he's yeah. the type of person that he's the same on camera as he is off camera or, you know, in real life. Yeah. Um, oh, know. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, um, he's, he's, uh, he's such a great guy. He's, you know, very charismatic and um, he's funny and, you know, he likes, he likes people to be around him and he wants everyone to be enjoying himself, enjoying themselves. And, um, yeah, he, he definitely knows. Uh, he's a good guy. Um, okay, at what point your, di- did you know that music was going to be your career? And at what point was there a moment where you felt, wow, I really made it? Yeah, I think um, um, when, you know, I, I've always loved music and I was always uh, working on music, you know, even when I was in high school. But, you know, when you, in Australia, when you think of um, a career in music, it's so far-fetched. It's um, it's something that not everyone. I mean, I think everyone sort of thinks it's too far and too difficult to even, you know, to even achieve something like that. So when I was during high school, I, I thought, oh no, I, I'm going to go to university after school, and um, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll do something proper. But when it came down to it, and I finished high school, and I had to make my decision as to what I'm going to do, I just. I couldn't help myself. I was like, no, I love music so much. I really want to make something out of it. And and I was thinking about it. I was like, would I rather, you know, be in a job that I don't really like for the rest of my life, nine to five, or would I rather, you know, spend years pursuing something that I'm very passionate about, even if I'm not making any money? And I, I decided to, um, you know, pursue my, my passion and... So I did, and that's um, that's when I really made the decision to do it because I couldn't imagine doing anything else, to be honest. So yeah, um, yeah, it was, um, yeah, but it was a, it was a risk, and it's not. Um, I know a lot of the people that I was, you know, used to do music with growing up. Um, you know, they all they all stopped. They all went and did university and did the normal road, and I was the only one out of that the pack of them that you know continued doing what I love, and it's paid off for me. Yeah. And, you know, I guess, you know, at the time that I really realized um, that, you know, it was a good move was when I sold a million, um, over a million in the States with We Run the Night. And uh, I really kind of, it really solidified it for me because, you know, coming from Australia, that's a very difficult thing to happen for an Australian pop act. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I really was really proud of that moment and um, very happy that I you know, stuck to my guns and stuck to what I love doing. And, you know, it, there's nothing better than, you know, doing what you love as your career because it's like you just don't work. You know, I don't mind working 24-7 because, you know, it's really not work to me. And the the level of fame that you've achieved in Australia, is it is it the same level here and are the fans the same or is it a different kind of um, uh, industry, you know, between the two um, countries? Oh, well, look, you know, Australia is a diff- is a, yeah, it's different because it's, smaller you know america's the biggest um music industry in the world so um yeah it's definitely different and obviously i have um i've had a lot more years here and i've been able to build my name up a lot more here over the years and people know me 
um, from my DJing first, actually here. So, I, you know, in America, they know me for We Run the Night, and then they get to know that I'm a DJ afterwards. But, you know, here I was um, known as a DJ for many years before I released my first single. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so, I, I, yeah, it is different. I guess um, in America, I'm still, uh, I'm, I'm touring around a lot DJing, and, um, and people are getting to know me still. I think there's still a lot to learn about me in America. And what's one piece of advice that you could give, you know, a young singer that would want to follow in your footsteps? Either, you know, a young singer or a young DJ um, that w- that would want to do what you want to do. Um, well, you've got to be passionate. You've got to love it. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's basically, um, it's got to be your everything. It's got to be something that you're thinking about 24-7. When you wake up, you're thinking about it. When you go to sleep, you're thinking about it. It's, it's really got to be something that you're... Um, that you're willing to dedicate your life to because it's, it's just no other way about it. It's not something that happens easily or you can go to a school and you, and you finish school and you become a, a, a pop star. It doesn't work like that. So you definitely um, have to put in the hard work. Obviously, you've traveled the world and performed in many places, but is there one venue in particular that, that you've always wanted to play or that you have already have or maybe that you do want to? I've played at the most ultimate venues in the world, around the world. <laughs> I, um, I've been fortunate enough to... I think, like, I did, I did a show in Paris last year, um, and it was... They had a, a multiple different acts, um, performing and um, I was fortunate enough to be able to DJ there and there was like 43,000 people oh in the venue. It was unfreaking believable. It was insane and like the energy that the crowd was giving me was, there's it, it nothing like it. It's, it's the best feeling when you're up on stage and there's that many people in front of you. And obviously on a big stage, you don't necessarily, uh, you're not as close to the audience as you would like to be, but it didn't matter. Like it felt like the audience was up there on the stage with me. Though it was just unbelievable. It was one of the one of the most fun performances that I've ever had. Final question: um, What does your family think of all the success you've had so far? And have they come to the U.S. with you, or are they in Australia? Do they go back and forth? What What do they think of everything? Um, yeah, well, all my family love it. You know, I think. Um, you know, for many years, I guess, uh, you know, <laughs> they probably spent a bit of time explaining what I'm doing to people um, yeah. and family members who are like, you know, so what is she doing with herself? <laughs> yeah. You know, I think there would have been many years, like, you know, where they were feeling like they had to stick up for me, and which they did, and they supported me 100%. Um, but, you know, now I guess they don't need to explain anything, and I, I guess they're loving that situation where, you know... Uh, you know, my hard work and all that time of people questioning what's going on and what is she doing with her life. Um, I think um, now they they realize what was going on and um, it, it's, it's a good feeling to be in that situation where um, your family doesn't need to, um, you know, defend you yeah, <laughs> anymore. Yeah, that's and, super cool. Yeah, and... and Obviously, they're just happy that I'm happy and that, you know, things are working out for me and that I'm having this success. And, you know, obviously, when I, when I'm ha- when I have my success, for them, they're feeling the exact same happiness that I'm feeling. So, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're ecstatic. Yeah. And they come to America a lot, you know. They come maybe once or twice a year and they come there and they love it there as well. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can, you can, no, they're there. I you know last time... Um, a couple of times before, I was on tour with Pitbull, and um, uh, yeah, they were like, you know, they came to a few of the 
deputies with me, and they they love all that stuff. I think it's a lot of fun. Obviously, it's very, it's um, you know, my parents come from a very small little island um, called Roderick, and you know, to to them, this is like unbelievable. You know, they they go to the Beverly Hills Hotel, and you know, just even stepping you know foot in the hotel is like surreal because they've heard about it since they were little children. But that was you know, it felt like a different universe. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it's, uh, yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, and every part of the country is different. You know, I, I grew up in New England. That's where I am now. But, you know, going to L.A., every time I'm still amazed by it, you know. Um, yeah, no, I, I, the States is an amazing country, yeah, and every city is different, and that's what I love about it. You know, you can be in L.A., and then New York's different, obviously. But yeah. then you've got Miami with all the Cubans, and it's a lot of music and flesh and bodies, and it's yep, beautiful. yeah. And yep. um, then you've got like Memphis, and it's just I I really I, I love um I, and Vegas. You can't forget Vegas. Yeah, yeah, I can't forget Vegas. No. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I love all those different things. I love that you can just you know you take a few hour flight and you're in a, a totally different atmosphere. Well, cool. Thanks so much for uh, taking some time to answer my questions. I really appreciate it, Vanna. And best of luck to you and the album and all your success. Thank That was DJ and pop singer Havana Brown. Her debut album, Flashing Lights, is currently available on iTunes and at music stores around the country. To check out more of Havana, you can visit her website, havanabrownmusic.com, and you can also follow her on Twitter, at DJ Havana Brown. Until next time, this is the Amore Magazine podcast, here on amoremagazine.com.